I am Kevin. I am Giovanna. I am adventurous. I am dreamer. I am creative. I am wine. I am dance. I am entrepreneur. I am musician. I am privileged. I am activist. I I am am podcast. Learning. Growing. Inspiring. Welcome to the I Am podcast with our series, I Am the Band. Today we have an incredibly special guest, Alex Acuna who is one of the most successful drummers to come out of South America. He was a part of music history on a number of occasions and has drummed for countless albums and music greats. He was born in Pativilca, Peru, about 100 miles north of Lima. His family was extremely musical, including five brothers and a father who were all musicians themselves. He decided to take up the drums and started to teach himself how to play the drums at the age of four. And by the time he was 10, he was already playing for many local shows and bands. By the time he was a teen, he moved to Lima, Peru, and became a full-time studio session drummer. It was here where he built his name as one of Peru's most accomplished session drummers, as he recorded for many studio projects and television shows. In 1967, he moved to Puerto Rico to do session work and play in local (laughs) bands. It was here where he went to school for three years at the Puerto Rico Conservatory of Music, studying the art of classical percussion. In 1974, Alex moved to Las Vegas where he played for superstar Elvis Presley and singer Diana Ross. I mean, wow. Wow. <laughs> he also drummed for the first ever jazz fusion album to sell over a million copies, Heavy Weather, with the jazz group Weather Report. And in 1978, he moved to Los Angeles, where he quickly earned the position of an in-demand session drummer and percussionist for recordings, televisions, and motion picture. His countless album credits include such diverse artists as U2, Paul McCartney, Joni Mitchell, Ella Fitzgerald, Whitney Houston. I mean, wow. this list is just incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's like tw- it's amazing. <laughs> Too many to name. He has performed live with the likes of Al Jarreau, Roberta Flack, the Gypsy Kings, Carlos Santana, Herbie Hancock, Christina Aguilera, and, it, and again, the list goes on and on. He is known for his unique style of drumming and his Latin grooves. He is also a master at hand drumming and percussion and probably one of the most versatile drummers for Afro-Cuban and Latin music. We are incredibly honored to welcome our guest, Mr. Alex Acuña. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I just have to take a moment to take it all in because uh, I, I just, I mean, yeah, to, to know somebody and not really know that kind of history and see the humble heart spirit and just mm-hmm. beautiful human side of somebody and then to read this it's like wow yeah. it's you're you're just incredible thank you, you really are <laughs> <laughs> i want to cry <laughs> and my two co-hosts know you well and i this is my first time meeting you and i've heard nothing but amazing things about just the person you are so i i love hearing that behind oh. the music you are a yes. humble beautiful human being Wonderful. Yes. He's like, yes, I am. <laughs> I, know. I know. Thank you so much. Actually, uh, uh, I had to learn how to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's so true. I'm sure with all of the touring. I mean, tell us, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, the history and how you became who you are today. Were you the same person you were when you started? Yeah, actually, uh, you know, the... the the quick version is when I was about seven years old, I encountered a communication, a personal relationship with God, really. And maybe because I saw my mother always praying, you know, because we come from a very extended 
long 11 kids family. And, and even if you have money, you cannot have money with 11 kids. You know what I mean? Because uh, <laughs> too many people to feed. Anyhow, so there were days that uh, my mom didn't have any any food to, to to cook, nothing to eat, you know, and she, she went behind the door and started praying. As I was only about three, year, three years old, and I said, whoa. So I asked her, she said, well, you know, look at the sky, and there is a powerful being over there that uh, he answers my prayers. And uh, wow. So that's when I established, when I became seven years old, I knew what I wanted to do because I asked him very much everything that I have right now, especially health and uh, beautiful family and everything else that follows through. So that means and, and when you really read the Bible, you know, uh, uh, on Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else is going to be added, added. into your life. Yes. Yes. But I did it that without knowing because I didn't read the Bible until I became uh, on my 30, 35 years old. But uh, I found all those things. There were no coincidence. And that's it. And I've been asking the main thing to answer your question. I put it in my heart, my visions, my desires, my dreams and my perseverance, and my discipline, and, uh, and my love, most, more, more than anything, you know, because we have to have love for what we love, for what we want to be, what we want to do in life. You know, it's not just uh, a coincidence. I said, it's not a coincidence that I'm, I'm alive. I, I, I need to do something about it. And uh, recognizing the gift, and, uh, and, and the rest just went through, you know, doesn't mean I had a perfect life. Because we all bump around many different phases of our, our growing up and things like that. But uh, I define my better life when I when I marry my wife Diana and uh, we raise our five children. And that really that's when I became really humble. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and the power of a praying mama. <laughs> that's a powerful thing. Right. Yeah. That, that the example she said early. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing that I've been, you know, I, we've come to know one another, you know, over time now. And I, I've i always grown up not really being impressed with what people have done, but more who they are. And yeah. I have to tell you that I don't know. I haven't been in L.A. a long, long time. I didn't grow up here. But you are such a representation of... I guess what I hoped to find when I came to L.A. was people that cared about their craft, that cared about the people around them and just wanted to make good music. And, and I have to say that it was only God that led me to you <laughs> because, you know, through my wife, you yeah. know, uh, and it's, it's been so great getting to know you. But I, like Giovanna said, looking at the credits, it, it looks like you've led Five lives. You, 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 <laughs> when did you have time for all this? You've done so much and met so many people that it, it's only a, a gift of life and that you've been able to do all that, you know? So to hear your inspiration and where it comes from, it, it all makes complete sense. Yes. Um, and and I, I hear, too, what you're saying about your love. Like, can you talk a bit more about when you play? You know, I've had the privilege now of working with you 
And every time I, I, I do, I learn from you because I see the love even now that your whole body, when you're playing, even if it's just a shaker, you know, you you put your whole body into it. And, and you know, you 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 love that you put the love in the shake, you know, <laughs> the love in the shake. where does that is, is that always been a part of who you are? Like, where do you get that from? Yeah, uh, uh, it came because when I, I start playing around, uh, you know, 10 years old, and in the days that I play with my family, my fa- my father, my, my uncles, and my brothers, so we have a big band, and we play retreats. Retreats meaning like on the streets, you know, and then in the evening we play dance parties. So during the day, the retreats, in the park and playing all kinds of music, uh, like a band, you know, they gave me a solo. And uh, and the people started throwing money to me, you know, like money. They were throwing throwing money, you know, when I, when I was playing my solo. And uh, I, I didn't even notice. I just follow the, nat- the nature of what I was doing, you know, like uh, enjoy, enjoying and, um, and just it was display very naturally you know so then when i went to lima i was 16 and i immediately started working recording and on i had two television programs in those days also we play in the radio so i was playing like from nine o'clock in the morning to three o'clock in the morning every day so 16 17 18 a very famous musician from Cuba who created the mambo, you know, Siburu, 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 He saw me play, and I, I know he had amazing drummers because he lived in New York, he lived in Los Angeles, and he lived in Las Vegas, and he had a lot of movies. Perez Prado, the king of the mambo. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah, he saw me play, and he said, I want that boy in my band. So he brought me to the United States, and that's the different life. You're changing many different ways. My spiritual life, my personal life, my mental life, my musician life, my physical life. Everything changed because I only was 18, not not 19 yet. And uh, I have no parents around me. I have no older brothers that they can tell me, hey, go to go sleep. So I used to yeah. go to sleep at 8 o'clock in the morning. But <laughs> I was going so much in love with music. See, when I was growing up, I had to go back a little bit. When I was about, yeah, 10 years old, maybe 7, 8, 9, 10 years, I used to listen to the radio. And from 12 to 2, no, from, from yeah, from 12 to 2, two hours of music radio, the first thing they played was least, you know, you know, whoa, beautiful piano. And then they play ethnic music from Africa, from Peru. And then they play Brazilian music. And then they play classical music. Then they play uh, Count Basie and Duke Ellington. And then they play Cuban music with Celia Cruz. And then they play rock and roll with uh, Billy Haley. I'm listening. I mean, I'm 
that that kid that absorbing everything, I was like a sponge. I said, wow, I love this. My mom had to save my food because my brother, if they knew, if my brother knew that I wasn't eating, they will eat my plate, you know. Oh. So, my food. <laughs> <laughs> so, so all these styles of music, and that's when I really understood for myself, music is only one word. It's music, period. Different genres, different styles, different cultures, different this, different that. That's exactly what they are. But it's music. Still, it's just music. So I really went there. And to answer your question, uh, how I really developed that, mainly because what's the love of the cultures? I love cultures. I love people. And that's, that it begins right there. Wow. Yeah, being exposed so early makes such a difference too. I mean, but obviously you had a natural affinity for it because you're, you 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 had your brothers, but you it sounds like you were the one that was I need to sit here and listen to this. You can don't bother me. 12 to 2, I'm busy. I'm <laughs> I'm soaking in. But were your other brothers as avidly active in music as you were or were you the one that just really My brothers were the only ones that took lessons from my father. My father was a teacher, and my father was almost like a genius. He even built instruments. He built, he built my drums and everything. He killed the 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 little uh, how do you call it? Sheep. The sheep. <laughs> the sheep. Cabrito. Cabrito. Goes it. The goat. Yeah, the goat. The goat. To make you know to, to have the 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 drum head. Yeah, the skin. He found luthiers that were good in wood and metal, so he designed the drums and and anyhow, and then he taught everything. He taught even uh, guitar, piano, you know, the bass and trumpet, flute and trombone. And he was able to teach and play and play drums and everything amazingly, genius. And uh, but my mother told him not to teach me because I was the youngest one and the 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 the, the, the last one of the boys. And uh, he respected. He said, well, I'm not going to teach him. And I heard that. I said, well, I'm going to check the lessons that he give to my brothers. So that was a plus, a plus for me because I went to every room where he's teaching my brothers on Monday. And, and by, by Sunday, you know, they had to have the lessons. And uh, he gave me a whole week for them to practice. And I was there listening to the flute, the clarinet, the guitar, the other guy playing the piece and that. And Whoa, you know, beautiful. So I was just soaking everything that came that I was listening, and that's the way I, I learned. You know, that's that's how I learned. I, I'm a still a self-taught musician, although I went to conserv- the conservatory in Puerto Rico. But I didn't study much. I just uh, wanted to know. Didn't didn't uh, shortcut anything. Wanted to learn the the foundation, the fundamentals of uh, you know. A little bit of the mallet, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of, you know, the, the bass drum and the snails and stuff like that. Because I was married already. I married and I had children already when I was 22 years old. Yeah. I was a prodigy in every way. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All across the board. Oh my, oh my gosh. But on that subject of the conservatory studies, I feel like that also gave you a palette because you read music and you you don't just feel it, but you read it. And that combination, I feel like, is not... 
you know, I, I'm a cellist and I was taught to read and I innately feel, but because of the same reason I feel like you feel, the music was around me my entire life. And, and I think that those are the benefits, you know, I think maybe it was it, the winning ticket was that your father didn't teach you because <laughs> sometimes we treat, we try to teach our children and they don't have the patience mm-hmm. and we don't have the patience, but then I see them work with other teachers and it's amazing. So you audited all of those lessons and it just basically set the foundation for you, it sounds. It's true. Well, you know, I, I still admire, I learned how to listen to very skilled musicians, you know. They, they definitely in the jazz, you know, Miles and Wayne Shorter and John Coltrane and Herbie and Chick. And I had the opportunity to play with most of them when I came to the United States. But I also listened to uh, all the classical music, you know, all the Beethovens and the, the Japan and everything, uh, <clears throat> you know, back especially. And then uh, all the Brazilian musicians and, and music that used to come to Lima when I was living there, had the opportunity to also uh, learn how to. So always still, still to this day, I'm a follower of, of, of the great players because I love to learn and and for me the music is huge it's profound it has no ending it's deep and uh, I'm an eternal student of the the art and that's that's why it keeps me fresh because I love it so much I get up early in the morning and practice every morning and uh yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the like never change it. It's been like that for my entire life because I I love music and uh, and I've been very blessed to play with you, Joanna. Ah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> the, the blessing is all mine. <laughs> I feel so blessed. Yeah. Well, as a non um, musician in the group, I was just in awe watching you play and and, and do doing some research on your videos and wow, I just, you are gifted. It's definitely a gift from God. You, your hands are anointed. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) I just, I've never seen anything like it. So for me, I have the question, um, have you seen any drummers today that you automatically recognize that gift and say, oh, oh, that person has got it. Just like you have it to me. (laughs) Many. Many. I have seen drummers and, and all kinds of musicians. And I had the opportunity to kind of tell them that to the ones that I thought I was able to reach them. You know, yeah. And uh, yes, for me, when, when I start listening, I learned how to listen to the heart of the musician. And the first drummer that impacted me was... Elvin Jones, the jazz drummer that played with John Coltrane. Uh, when I came to the United States in 1964, uh, I started listening to him, and I wanted to play jazz. And by the time I started listening to him, when I started hearing what he played, I, I started dancing, and he's playing jazz. I said, mm. <laughs> 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 That's a gift. He made you move. <laughs> I like this, you know. Anyhow, that was the first guy that really, and still, and you know what? 
I met him. He came to San Juan, Puerto Rico, because he was very knowledgeable about classical music, you know. And uh, there were three brothers, uh, the the Jones brothers, the three of them, but amazing musicians. You you're gonna you're gonna find out. Hank Jones and uh, and Dad Jones and Elvin Jones. Anyhow, he told me, he said, Alex, I know every composer, I know every thing, classical music, a drummer. So he went to see Don Pablo Casals, who plays a cello in Puerto Rico. This is 1969. And um, and I met him, and I hang out with him for the whole week, you know, so we became very close. And then another musician that is like that is Abraham Laboriel. When I came here in 1978, immediately we met, and we started playing right away. And I said, oh, my God, I've never played with anybody like that. I mean, he played one note in the bass, and the whole world changes in that moment. I mean, really, he's he's so powerful, his spirit, you know, the musical. And then I met Wayne Shorter, another guy. I said, oh, my gosh, this guy, you know, he would just be one of those guys that never repeats a solo, and he wrote lots of music for Mal Davis, you know, uh, since the 65, 66 to about the 70. Uh, five years he spent with Miles, and then we joined Weather Report in 1975. That was his band, Wayne Shorter. So I got to play with him and talk to him. And so, yeah, many musicians like that. It's another one that also strike me amazing. is Keith Jarrett. Piano player, Keith, Keith Jarrett. He, I said, when I heard him play, I said, oh, he changed my life, actually. So he has everything, the classical, the jazz, the rhythm. He plays soprano. He plays many other instruments. Keith uh, knocked me out, but I never had the opportunity to meet him. And But yeah, those, there are many musicians like that. The main thing to answer your question, I learned how to listen the heart of the players. I was watching one of your interviews and I loved the, the story you told about Jaco Pastorius and how he you became such close friends with him and he was always looking out for you. Yes. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing. All of these people, I mean, to hear you name all of these incredible musicians and just by, you know, first name. Right. Herbie I mean, and Chick. He's a, and, he's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these you are, know, and trail, I mean. Trailblazers. I absolutely. Mean, what we know as music today is because of them, they were the, the original creators in the style, the fusion. Very true, because there was an incredible season that started started on, on the 70s, exactly in 1970, with music start changing with the fusion, you know, which is many cultures together. Brazilian musicians start coming to New York, singers, percussionists, pianists, all kinds of uh, players. And uh, Argentinians, you know, you have Gato Barbieri, you have Flora Purin, you have uh, Ayrton Moreira, you know, and Cuban musicians from Cuba. So New York became really the the, the niche for for cre- creative, uh, you know, music. That's where everything really burst. You know, it was in New York with many different culture musicians from different countries with an incredible talent. And dexterity, very well prepared for the art. Also great, amazing players. 
and I land <laughs> on the side there. I say, okay, I'm going there to New York also. Going there, I wanted to really start playing this kind of music because I love, we call it in those days, modern jazz, modern music, fusion. This been an opportunity to also play my, my culture in the recordings, in the, se- in the sessions. So that's, that's the plus. Mm. Yeah, you know, and, and then with the state of the world today, I'm so curious because, you know, obviously, the, I mean, the, you're you're dealing with people like Abe Laboriel, who is, if, if people have never seen him, he's actually an African-American man, or he's a black man, but he's actually Mexican. So you hear him speak and he's got this thick Spanish accent. <laughs> and for you... <laughs> <laughs> and for you, you know, you, 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 I mean, you, you have that Peruvian look, that sort of, you know, indigenous look. So how did you, did you have to deal with, and you know, were there any hardships uh, have, touring around the world and being here in this country, you know, seeing some of the racism and things that were going on and some things that are sort of happening again today? Did you have to deal with that stuff or were you protected sort of because you were in this always this elite group of musicians? I tell you the truth. I told this to Kevin. Racism to me is in my country. Against you know, as you mentioned, I, this, with this face, nobody can tell me that I'm an American or that I'm a, a Cuban or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not African, but I am all of that in the heart. You know, when I play music, yes, I'm African, I'm Cuban, I'm American, I'm European, I'm everything. Anyhow, but. I remember a little story. Well, it, this is life. We did. Um, we went to South Africa before Mandela was out. He was still in prison. This is 1992. And actually, there is a video on YouTube. I'm going to send it to you. It's called uh, Rejoice in Africa. Anyhow, we play for thousands and thousands of people. And we pray... We went to five different cities, Port Elizabeth, Durban, Johannesburg, and all the other ones. Anyhow, and and we pray. We, we, we went with a, with a, an incredible uh, group of musicians from here, and we joined over there with African musicians, and we played amazing concerts. We spent two weeks, and Abraham went. I'm not going to mention the name of some other musicians that were in the band. They didn't want to go because they... They felt that uh, they were going to be racism, you know, uh, black musicians. Abraham is the darkest. Abraham, Abraham is blue. He's not black. He's blue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's blue black. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out to shop, you know, every place because he wanted to bring some stuff for his wife, me too, and this and that. He never had a problem. He went and talked to everybody. And they, yeah, you know, they noticed the action, but it doesn't matter, you know. But he never, see, so that's when I said, you know, racism is, to me, isn't you, it's, you know, and then we learn, we learn this. I don't care what anybody talks about me, good or bad. I only care what God really has to say about me. You know, that's, that's here. And Abraham feels that way too, you know, and uh, unless they, I was being mistreated actually in my own country. You know, my wife, Diana, she's a blonde, beautiful American woman. And and I was bringing something for my mom, some, some presents, you know, a long time ago. This is about 40 years ago. And they said, you can bring this. You have to pay uh, this much uh, 
custom and this and that. And I said, well, I'm an American citizen. I'm coming here with an American passport. I'm, I'm not Peruvian. I start talking to the guy in English and everything. Yeah, exactly. So if I am Peruvian, Diana comes and says, this is my husband. He is Peruvian because he was born here, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he came on my line, so we went on a different line. I was hustled in customs in my own country because I was Peruvian. <laughs> wow. See, like my race is kind of low, <laughs> but I never felt that way. I never felt that way because I had something that was huge, big, music. It's, music is bigger than a lot of things, actually. It's worship from the heart, glorify, play. Like we've been talking about it, playing like it's going to be the, the, the last time I'm going to play. So I better give everything I have, you know, that's what it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he goes for it. Oh my goodness. It's a workout. Every time <laughs> I see you play. Well, speaking of workout, the other amazing yes. thing is. That's what I was going to ask. Yes. Go, 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 go. <laughs> About his, his uh, love for martial arts. Yes. Yeah. Kevin was telling me yesterday. I think that's amazing. Is this how you keep in shape to, to keep going at your age? Not that you're old or anything, but you know, there's a lot of young drummers out there that have probably stopped and you're still going. Like, what keeps you going? Well, yes, I, I, I'm truthful about it. I'm all in numbers. I'm 75 years old. But I can jog, I do bicycling, and I do martial arts. I've been doing martial arts all my life, in, in and out, you know, like on and whatever because I used to travel a lot, so it was very hard to be in the discipline of constant practicing, and, you know, but when I retire, I mean, not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> Never. Quote, unquote. <laughs> getting my pension and everything, I wanted to really keep also my, my stamina, my strength, my strategy, my skills, my speed, and my spirit. Those six S's, you know, stamina, strategy, strength, skill, speed, and spirit. So that's, I focus into that, and that's it. And uh, I, I do train every day. This morning I already train, I already practice, because I get up early. And uh, it's doing really good, especially for my memory. And... Um, you know, musicians, we need to memorize a lot of stuff. We need to be aware, like when we do it with Giovanna, when we do in the those sessions, we have to look at the conductor, we have to listen to the click, we have to hear the ensemble of the orchestra, we have to hear the other precautionists, we have to get the time, and we have to read the music. And then we have to play the instrument. Doing martial arts, it really made me to see not only peripherally, and also to hear peripherally, so I can hear hear other things, hear, watch, replay. Yes, it's, it's definitely helped my work, my job, my my strength. To yeah. young musicians. That was a sermon. <laughs> That's another S. Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> the seven S's. <laughs> Thank you so much for those questions, really is, but the uh, it's a personal experience. Uh, I li I live it. Uh, it's not. I just don't say it or talk about it. 
I, I, I'm in it. Um, you know, it, everything that I've been happening in my life, uh, everything that I said is the, the path that was designed for me to follow and to be in it. I've been following. I have been in it. And I experienced so many beautiful, wonderful, and even the bad things, they just give me more strength. They uh, stretch my personality. It's been good. Every experience, I think, if you take it, you, you become a fighter of, of life, too. You know, a warrior of life. That's what it is. I'm a, I'm a prayer warrior. I love to pray all day. I done. I do that. Uh, not, not just now. It's been uh, for now for 42 years uh, since I received Christ in my life. And I always share it the best way that I can with people, sometimes without words, you know, just, uh, yeah. So That's the best yeah. way. With your life, you know, yeah. that's the one thing, I, you know, that's the one thing we didn't get to and that we, we've discussed, you know, the, the fruits that, that have come from your life. You know, you have this huge discography and all of these incredible people that you've met, but then there's still the other side, which you uh, chose to to align and take care of, and that's your family, which you're, you're very proud of. You are you are an incredible family man, and because of that, the, the, the fruits are obvious. And you're such a, a proud, you know, father, uh, grandfather. You have children that are just as amazing as you are, that are so talented, that are doing so many different things. And it's amazing to see you through all of your prayers and your hard work. Again, the extension through your example that, that is there, you know, not, not only in the music, but like you said, you're covering all these areas of your life. And I just don't know that many people that have taken that much time to care over every aspect of life. You know, you, you're such a great example. Thank you great so much. Man. Yes, thank you so much, Kevin, because you've been here and uh, you've seen my family. And uh, that's one of the reasons, if you are going to have a family, I said, I cannot be traveling, you know. There was a time that, uh, because I needed, I needed the recognition in this town to be able to be called for the sessions and so I can make a decision to stay in town. I mean, that's truth. You know, I was playing with Algero. Before that, I was playing with Diana Ross. I was playing with the Weather Report and all that. But it took me away from my family. It didn't feel that good until until I said, you know what? I'm going to trust God. If I have a family, I don't want Diana to be. See, Diana, for me, was the, the first Uber I ever met in my life. <laughs> she drives <laughs> from 6.30 in the morning all the way to 7 p.m. In, in the evening. You know, all the five kids here, one over here, or the other one over here, or, you know, these classes and the other classes, you know, it's amazing. She was, she was, and then she had to take care of, you know, the plumber that came and to fix and the roof and all that. And I was traveling, definitely making the money for my kids' education and all of that, you know. But uh, then I decided to stay. But I learned that from the Bible also. It says, I reverse it. What, I, what it says in Proverbs, it says, you know, you take care of your your elders, you take care of your parents, and you will have a long life. I reverse that. I said, parents, my elders, that's my family, that's my generation. I did 
took care of my of my mother. I bought a, had a house in, in in Peru, and all of that. I took care of my my father as well, and, and my brothers and all of that. But then when I had the kids, I saw the same thing. I said I had to really take care of them. And you know what? To make the long story short, they're doing so good. Not only financially, you know, because they have 11 Jersey Mikes in, in this city. Not because of that, but it's because the relationship that they have with the, their wives and especially the boys, you know, and the, and all of that is, you know, we family. We are Latin family that we like to be together. We celebrate everything. During, during this pandemic situation, we celebrate everything. We never stop. Everybody's birthday and you know Fourth of July and whatever day came Father's Day Mother's Day, you know everything. We always we love to be together, and we always find the time to be together and enjoy as a family. That's all we have. Thank you, Kevin, for bringing that uh, to the conversation. But yes, very proud. That's beautiful because tomorrow's not promised, so we need to celebrate today. Today. It's a blessing to be alive. Yes. Yeah. Keep our keep our loved ones close. Yes. Yes. And it's remind it. them, you know, that we it's love them every single day. It's yeah. Been, it's been wonderful. Well, we want to play a little game with you. So we have a couple of things before we let you go. Okay. Our first game, Erica will introduce. Oh, I will. This is the music game. <laughs> We're going to test your music knowledge, which I'm sure is very extensive. So um, we have three categories that, you're going to choose one of the categories, and then we're going to play a snippet of the song, and you have to guess the song. Only like a five-second snippet of the song. Woo. Guess the song and the artist. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll do fine. Get <laughs> so the, the categories are jazz fusion, world music, and jazz. So which one would you Jazz fusion. Jazz fusion. Okay, okay here we go. Ready? That's it. Stop it. That's stop it. <laughs> Did you hear? It? Did you hear? That was too much. That was too much. That's that's the easiest one. <laughs> I know. Berlin, heavy weather. Okay, we gotta give one. That song became like uh, you know the the, the Grammys. Uh, they they give and uh, they put it like it's a Grammy song for for forever. Like number one song of the Grammy forever. That's that song. Um, yes, yes. That's and amazing. Music. Yeah. We should try the world music. I know. Okay, we got to give you one more. One, one more. Because you're too good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> it's Sounded good. I, I didn't hear the definition. The definition wasn't that that you know. But I, let's play a li- little, little more, a little more. Carolina, maravilha de mulher. Do you know the artist? His his voice is so iconic. Wow, I I don't have that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Oh, no, you stumped him. Me. You stumped him. Let's. Arulina é uma menina bem difícil de esquecer. Anda bonita e um brilho no olhar. Tem um jeito adolescente que me faz louco. 
A Cel Jorge, the Brazilian artist. Cel Jorge. No, he's like, who is that? Brazilian. Cel Jorge. Oh, we need no. to send you some stuff. <laughs> yeah. I can't he, believe he's, he's amazing. Stumped. That's amazing that you've stumped him. You know, Cell, Cell George. You know, he's the, the, uh, no, he's not in my list. The, the ones that are, uh, you know, it's like uh, Milton Nascimento, Tom Jobim, Javan, uh, Ivan Ling. Elise Regina, you know, those are the, uh, the icons of Brazil. And uh, Gilberto Gil, all those guys. But him, I love, I love the, the voice. The, whoa, the yeah. voice is so iconic, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't really know him, so I'm, I'm with you. But I'm going to have to go research all of these musicians, all of we these musicians we just talked about. <laughs> <laughs> now that we're here, yeah, Playlist Central. <laughs> and lastly, before we let you go, we love to ask our guests to finish this sentence. I am blank. A child of God. Yes. Ooh. I love it. I don't know if you need I know. I was like, I know. can we get That's some it. more? But you I don't, don't know if we need any title. more. <laughs> <laughs> can we do the you are? Can we turn yes. it around? Uh, yes. You want to go? You Ooh. are anointed. Yes. Thank you. You are love. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. And, and you are tr tremendously blessed in, in so many ways. Thank you so much. And Thank you are you. so yeah. much fun. And you've blessed us today. You've blessed us this morning. Thank your, you so much for being with us. Your heart is evident. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you, Joanna. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you, Thank Alex. You, Alex. Thank you so Fantastic. much. Wow. Continue to do it this way. This is amazing what you guys are doing. Really bringing joy and knowledge and life and all of that. It's amazing. Thank yeah. you. I know I sent an email to Abe, but I'm going to have to just call him. Yeah. <laughs> we, want, we want to interview him too. <laughs> he will. He will. Definitely. Yeah. Un abrazo, te lo queremos tanto. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so yeah. much. We'll see you we'll soon. See you soon. <laughs> Love you. God Love bless to the whole family. You. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Same. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We had so much fun on this interview. Thank you, Alex. We'd like to leave you with the tune called Slink by Lyle Mays. And if you listen closely, we may just have given you a clue as to who the drummer is on this incredible song. Take care.
Thank you for listening. Interested in starting your own podcast? Visit us at IamMusicGroup.com.